What's up, guys? It's your boy, Johnny Bananas, and I'll be covering all the treachery, deceit, backstabbing, and murder from season two of The Traders U.S. on my podcast, Death, Taxes, and Bananas. I'll be joined all season by my fellow castmates to swap stories, provide all the behind-the-scenes antics, and sordid details from filming. So sally forth and join me for season two of The Traders every Saturday on the Ringer Reality TV podcast feed. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid, featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. We want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. What's up, Shoes? Which in-ring moment got more of a reaction from you this week? Choice one, Sammy Guevara coming off the top rope and hitting Jeff Hardy directly in the face with his knee or shin. That's choice one. Choice two, Jada Parker's NXT match. (laughs) Um, All right. Because I'm I'm a kayfaber at heart, I should just say, what what, uh, Sammy Guevara uh, knee smash into Jeff Hardy's face? I'm just going to plead the fifth and just go with Jada (laughs) Parker's NXT match. Because, I would assume if you're going to uh, plead the fifth, that you would go the other way, but but that's fine. <laughs> well, they, you know, um, listen, listen. I think she she was the one who did the the mellow three to the dome before, right? Like when mm-hmm. she first came out, right? I, I was like, I'm sold, sold immediately uh, as a Nick fan. But um, man, you ever? Uh, I feel like once every like three weeks, Shawn Michaels trends because everyone talks about what his Instagram, uh, you know, search history looks like or his yeah. explore page looks like. And um, hey, I think I'm starting to wonder the same thing. Listen, this is this is well, a man with they're an doing something right. Talent. It's not it's not that Shawn Michaels <laughs> trends every three weeks. It's somebody yes. that you somebody that was relatively unknown the day yep. before in NXT trends uh, because of like a squash match. Oh yeah, I think that, we got to redefine what squash matches are for, man. Or maybe, <laughs> I mean, this is they're they're doing something right down there. They're doing something right, man. They just know how to make uh, folks out of cl- like the clay that they're playing with down there is like the best clay, though, right? Like you got the mind of Shawn Michaels, and you get like what Division One athletes from all over the world who nobody's ever seen and nobody has. Uh, you know, I think. Uh, People don't have an opportunity to ruin, right, with expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, when you see something for the first time and it's presented in a way for the first time that looks like star potential with the WWE lens on it, you're off to a little bit of a head start, especially as a rookie. So uh, as much as Sammy Guevara 
has went uh, viral for his moves um, over the years. Can't tell you how many Jada Parker questions I saw on the timeline this weekend. People that were texting me. So I guess it's 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 choose your own destiny as far as uh, being a rising star in this company. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Let's start the show. <laughs> What's going on, Jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WB superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening you're to listening to and you are listening to the and you're listening, you're listening to You are listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself, bro? I'm doing good. It's a relatively low-key Thursday for us here. Nobody's uh, These are always famous last words, right? <laughs> what news is about to break? What horrible thing is about to hit the internet in five seconds, right? Right, right after we're done taping. And then people could be like, whoa, I hope you guys talked about XYZ. It's like, well, listen, it was a slow day, right? When we were talking, and then, you know, I got things to do. We got kids and shit. So well, I could do, yeah, so I right could do now, an hour on Dynamite last night. I won't. But, uh, I mean, there was a lot of good, there was some interesting <laughs> stuff that happened there. Um, interesting got, is the right word. We have um, the Rock and Roman are going to be on SmackDown tomorrow night. I think that's that Mm. that counts as big news. Seth and Cody had a little little uh, tete a tete on Raw on Monday night. Yeah. What? So somebody said, and I think it was just speculation, but somebody suggested that that it really does look like they're going to do the tag match: Seth and Cody versus Rock and Roman night one, and then maybe there's two title matches the next night. Uh, yeah. with various people. Seth obviously has this elimination chamber thing that he's got to worry about. Mm-hmm. Um, although, if you if you if you're Seth if you're if you're Cody Rhodes, I guess he's already made his selection. I was going to say, you, why don't you just do your friend a solid and pick him as your WrestleMania opponent so he doesn't have to work <laughs> twice? Right. I guess this is too convoluted. Um, and. I saw somebody again. I'm gonna forget who it was. I, I remember exactly the tweet, but it was it. Was, but it wasn't a person's name. It was one of those wrestle something accounts. But somebody fantasy okay. booked did a really good job of fantasy booking the World Heavyweight Championship Road to WrestleMania, which basically involved you make the elimination chamber all about Drew and uh, and Randy, and basically like Randy wins in the end, but it's because Judgment Day screws Drew along the way not you know whether it's dominic or you know the whole group is involved and then somehow drew through a feud with the judgment day ends up getting senior money in the bank's briefcase and enters himself into the randy orton seth rollins title match at wrestlemania Hmm. right so then that becomes a triple threat i do think that there is that for all the talk whether it's based in reality or not of saving wrestlemania the one real, real underutilized or, uh, or under under fantasy booked name has been Randy Orton, right? Because he is, as we've said before, at an all time high in terms of his popularity and cultural re- relevancy and everything else. Um, he's just back from surgery, you know, rehab and everything like that. I mean, this is a 
this could conceivably be a peak moment for him. I wonder, by the way, if he was, if they had held off on his return or if he, you know, if, if he had just had a little bit more rehab to do and he could have made a return at the Royal Rumble or right after the Royal Rumble, I bet it would have felt like a done deal to put him in that match. You know, just watch a, a giant return pop and then, hey, Randy Orton's one of our biggest stars. Let's just give him that match. Um, mm. But I do like the idea of him being involved because as much as we watch these guys like Drew and you know, fill in the blank, so many other ones, kind of ascend towards the mountaintop, it's easy to sort of forget how big of a deal Randy Orton is. And we've also seen, like, every iteration of a Randy Orton match, so that's part of it, too. What do you think about Randy as a top guy? Um, he's, he's beyond the top guy, right? Like, Randy Orton is in the... If you do a Mount Rushmore of wrestlers in the past, since 2000 on, Randy Orton is probably very easily on that list. So I was thinking about this the other day, man. I'm glad, and I'm glad you brought this up, Dave. Um, what what does Randy Orton do at WrestleMania? Right, like he's one Rick, one championship away from being in the Ric Flair John Cena conversation. Um, he is not getting any younger, uh, but he sort of holds the same sort of legacy as um, you know many of these returning guys, like guys that have been around since the early 2000s. So like. I don't know, man. Like I was listening to a podcast with 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 Orton the other day. I think it was either a podcast or an episode of the Bump. I don't know. And he like just like briefly mentioned like, man, I'd love to I'd love to lock it up with John Cena one more time at a WrestleMania. And it kind of feels like Randy Orton, the character, even though as much as I'd, I'd love to see him win another championship, another world championship, and you know, be in that that conversation of like the Ric Flair record and John Cena record. I feel like just this specific road to WrestleMania isn't necessarily like leading towards that. I think we're very much focused on Rock, Cody, Cena, I mean, Seth, Roman, mm-hmm. um, in the world title picture. And I think it's Drew and probably Sammy, you know, like even though Sammy's lost, he's he's still got this thing with Drew McIntyre and he's already been out of the tournament. So He's made a very big deal about wanting to be a world champion and having Cody's back. Out of the Elimination Chamber, you mean, yeah. Right, so out of the Elimination Chamber match. So I still think Sammy, Drew, Seth is the way to go if we're going to have a world title match. But as far as Randy is concerned, man, like I'd just love to see him and John Cena just do it one more time at WrestleMania just because. You know what I mean? It's the biggest... Uh, it's supposed to be the biggest WrestleMania of all time. It's, It's XL. You know, John Cena has a story of not winning much of anything lately since getting beat up by Solo Sokoa and maybe Solo's busy and doesn't necessarily get his lick back. But me personally, man, like I don't think you really need to tell a huge story to, to get me excited about John Cena and Randy Orton one last time. Absolutely not. Especially if that's not, especially if that's not the main event, right? If that's the, if that's the semi main, then hell yeah. Just be like, we need one. Like, let's just bring together these two megastars for one more time. Yeah. You know, yeah, he didn't need any like, excuse to put Sting versus Flair on the last episode of Nitro. You know, it's right, just like this, exactly. is this, this is a match. And have they have they had a WrestleMania match before? They have, right? Cena and Orton. No, have they? I don't think, I don't they think ever they've have. ever done it at WrestleMania. Well, not at WrestleMania. I don't think so. Not one on one. They've only not uh, one been on a triple one. threat with uh, Triple H at twenty four. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, um, I'd be down to see that. I totally I memory hold that match too. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe I forgot one of my favorite wrestlers' best matches. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think that I mean that that could be a lot of fun. So, wait, what is your what is your what are you doing with Seth in this in this 
fantasy booking scenario? All right, so for off rip, is this Seth Rock, or just Seth doing off- the tag match and nothing else? Well, I do think he also has a world title match, um, but if you're going to do the tag team, just my opinion. I don't know if if you know you do this or not, but if you're going to do Rock, Roman, Seth, Cody, me personally, I love for that to be the first match on night one of WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Like it's a tag team. It's not really a whole lot of high stakes. There's no championships on the line, and you don't necessarily take away the main event from, you know, either Bailey and EO or Becky and Rhea, which I think would probably make for a great main event. But that'd be one way to get people in their was, seats. Yeah, that that'd be a like this way match to get starts in. at eight o'clock. Exactly. Don't be trying right. to get into Lincoln Financial Field. Yeah. Yeah. Through the back door at like seven fifty five. If you got Rock Roman and Seth Cody probably uh still uh you know in my in my in my road to WrestleMania, taking up both um, main event spots, it almost, it almost makes better sense for them to you know say, hey, if I'm working both nights, I'm not doing main event main event. Give me the first match. I want to open this shit up. I want to give it the biggest. You know, if you're not going to put us on, you're going to put us on first, and then you know you bookend it with the story that Rock and Roman tell Cody and Seth on the beginning of night one, and then you end it with. You know, however, Cody finishes that story on the end of night two. So I still personally would love to see Seth Rock uh, for the World Heavyweight Championship somehow. But just the way that and obviously all these things could change with the whim, um, you know, as far as, uh, you know, the Rock's involvement. And we still haven't really seen the what sort of powers he has uh, that Triple H says he doesn't have. So I guess we'll find that out on SmackDown. But, you know, I do think, you know, there is a. There's a there's a more linear path for a Seth Drew match one more time for a World Heavyweight Championship uh, title, but man, I just I, I reserve my right to change my mind until I hear what the Rock and Roman have to say on SmackDown tomorrow. Like, do they want to go and beat up Cody and Seth t- together? Does Rock want to not just come back and win a match? He wants his World Heavyweight Championship. Is there a way to reestablish? taking everything from somebody to Cody. I think there's a lot of questions that they still got to answer before I straight up say, we got to have Seth Rock for the World Heavyweight Championship and Roman Cody uh, for the Universal Championship just on night two. So uh, I think Friday is going to be really interesting, man. Like the Rock's coming. The Rock is coming to TV advertised to cut a wrestling angle. When's the last time we've been able to say that? <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's True. been a long time that Speaking we've been able of to which, say that. You see that they announced that that they're having the Grayson Waller effect at Elimination Chamber and that Seth yes. and Cody are going to be the guests? Yes, I did see that. Yes. What first of all, good on Grayson Waller for getting, you know, this opportunity to shine. Um but why do you think they announced that one so far out? Is that just a way of kind of subtly saying Seth and Cody aren't going to be wrestling that night. So we're, but we want you to know they'll be there to high five everybody. Like, cause Basically. It, I mean, <laughs> is that it? Like yeah, I, I mean, that's, it's kind of what it feels like to me, man. Um, I, I mean, listen, I, I, I kind of feel like you only do this sort of thing, uh, with the Grayson Waller effect in Australia, uh, which she's going to get a massive hometown reception for, 
Um, yeah. If you're saving a big angle for it. So maybe whatever they got to say on the grid. Do you think Waller that means The Rock and or Roman are going to be there too? Probably. Maybe. You know, I think there's, I think there's something to that, you know, um, unless they're responding to something that uh, they talk about tomorrow. Now, I'm pretty sure this is a double taping of SmackDown. So whatever happens tomorrow is going to be also aired next week. So. I don't know, man. Like, is The Rock going to be on this week's SmackDown and next week's SmackDown and, you know, at Elimination Chamber? I don't know. But, yeah, it's going to be weird to see or interesting to see how they sort of use him on both shows next week and how that leads into this Cody Seth thing. Because, yeah, I think the tag team match will be fun. I think it'd be awesome, but like, what are the stakes really, right? Like, mm-hmm. what, are, what is it just going to be bragging rights? Is that is that how you're being your personal shield to them. Um, I don't know what that means. So if that means a tag team match, you, cool, but I don't think there's real stakes on the line. But if it means I'll defend my World Heavyweight Championship against this bozo, this this Hollywood something, something, that probably means something different. So I don't know. We'll see. This is totally off subject, but they're pre-taping next Friday's episodes, but that, right? They're doing... Yes, do, yes, so, they're doing the... Are they doing Monday Raw? Are they pre-taping Raw and SmackDown, or just SmackDown? I think just I think just SmackDown so, because uh, they'll and, all be in, in transit. That yeah. not WWE. Have we even talked about it on the show? WWE's been doing a whole lot of um, uh, sportsier stuff yes. with their presentation. Yeah. Yes, um, uh, with the it, kickoff show at the the press conference felt very UFC Fight Night, <laughs> very College Game Day. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, so so I mean, there there's a lot of push here. Obviously, there's the TKO thing. A dude named Lee Fitting, uh, who's who is sort of the uh, one of the guys who created um, ESPN College Game Day, uh, is now yeah. working for WWE and putting a lot of the stuff into action. Um, he is a uh, really smart guy for this sort of stuff, um, and and fans have noticed, right? I mean, it's the the the, the one that people keep pointing to is that backstage interviewers are now sending the sending it back to the announcers afterwards instead of just staring dumbly into the camera in <laughs> silence. That was just yeah. sort of like a meme of the of the past I don't even know how long, 5 years, 10 years. But yeah. um but there's that there's the the sort of video packages, the 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 uh the the people walking into the arena shots, you yeah, know, I mean the time. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, like pre-tapes. That. That's owning the pre-tape is a really yeah. interesting doing a pre-tape and then owning it. That's really sportsy. That's why I, the reason why I was asking is there's a bunch more, but the reason why I was asking is because the pre-taping SmackDown. I wonder if that era will ever come to a close. Hmm. You know, like I know that you have a weekly time slot. I know that there's not really a good sports comp for this, but doesn't it almost feel like if you're not going to be live? then your pre-tape should just be like highlight packages and fresh interviews or something. <laughs> Am I crazy? Am I crazy? Okay, nah. let me just say this. Am I crazy? I know that they wouldn't go live, but I would rather see live footage of wrestlers on the airplane flying to Australia <laughs> than a pre-taped episode of SmackDown. Like, I would much rather watch like that episode of SmackDown be treated like uh, remember those twenty four seven specials on HBO, mm-hmm. uh, like the Mayweather McGregor stuff, where it's just like, yeah, like I think that'd be dope. Like if you could, and honestly, 
it would lean into what WWE does best anyway. Granted, yes, wrestling has been the thing that breads their butters their bread all this time. But what really does it is story. And, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm sure they're not going to miss the ticket sales that they wouldn't get from doing a lot more pre-taped stuff than, uh, you know, airing a live uh, uh, a pre-taped episode of, you know, wrestling that people have already saw by the thousands and probably got to the internet and let you know what happened already. Mm-hmm. Um, but nah, yeah, like, it would be asking a lot of the talent for sure, but I think it would be way more interesting. I think AEW did a pretty good job of that, to be honest. Like, those uh, those um, those shows that they would have after Dynamite, once upon a time, that would be like the, almost like, you know, almost much like the, you know, Mayweather McGregor 24-7s um, on, uh, on HBO, where... I forgot what they're actually called, but I remember watching one with like Punk and MJF sort of like just yeah. interviewing them just about like what's, you know, the this yeah. the story that has led up to the to the Absolutely. you know culmination of this. And that would be great. It'll be new content and you'd be able to advance storyline without I got I can do you one better. Promo. Yeah. Have a twenty four seven style like recap, tell the story, do some fresh interviewing, like you were talking about, like new foot like like You're it's a badass pre- narrator clearly- though. That yeah, is, get a badass narrator and get Lee Schreiber in there. Badass, it ain't gonna work. Yeah, get you get Schreiber. You could get uh, who would be dope for that man. Like, you, well, you it would get, be like, Sno- the answer is it would be Snoop Dogg, right? They would- <laughs> Snoop, right? It would be Snoop, right? Like, Snoop, but who that would, would be, be better? Like, I think Ice T would be a good one as well. Like, think of the yeah. other guys and and you know talking that. Um, Gosh. Or you know who the most prolific voiceover actor I feel like in America is John Cena. Can we just get him to like push pause on the, the truck commercial for today yeah, and yeah. just come do that? Um, you could just slide him a script while he's fit, like while he's reading a bunch of truck uh, ads. But all right, just yeah. read this for you know the go home episode of SmackDown when we go to Greece or whatever. But let me do you one better. Mm. Have the twenty four seven thing, but then say, and at the end. Or at some point during the show, I don't know if you want to keep it vague or whatever, but at some point during this broadcast, we're going to go live to Perth, Australia, where yeah. the f- where we're going to have the contract signing for WrestleMania and mm. actually have a live segment. You can even pre-tape the live segment, dude. I don't, I'm yeah. not, I'm actually being doctrinaire <laughs> about this, but say uh-huh. we're going to go live. We don't have a ring set up. We can't have a show, but we have a hotel room. Like we have a conference room. You know, like we are, we're going to do the official contract signing live on camera for everybody to see. And then you can have like a live angle that actually feels like it has some life, you know, have, you know have a fight break out that. at the in the, the Hyatt Regency Perth or whatever. And then, you know, <laughs> it could be nuts. Yeah. Like the, the wild thing is, like, I think sports have taken so much from like real sports have taken so much from like pro wrestling. that sometimes I don't think pro wrestling takes enough back. Right. Like, I think sports have gained so much from being able to do like the press conference and we're going to go live to this is that and the third and, and, you know, do that. But sometimes instead of, I'll be honest, instead of seeing like Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa, like Russell who just tried to beat up Roman last week, I'd much rather just like, let's just go see what Roman's doing right now. (laughs) Let's just go to, let's go to his training facility. Well, it would ruin the mystery, but I don't think there's anybody that I'm more interested, I'd be more interested in just like a live look in. Because I don't know if Roman Reigns is like just sitting in a hot tub or a cold (laughs) tub or like whatever, or if Roman, I mean, for all we know, dude, Roman Reigns. it 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 would add more to like, you know, if you're watching 
the Super Bowl this week, right? And not even the Super Bowl is probably too big of an example. But let's say if there's a big Saturday night game on ABC, right? Mm-hmm. LeBron versus the Lakers versus the Warriors, LeBron versus Curry. If you're watching Sports Center all day sure. long, they're gonna have him, they're gonna have quotes from LeBron. After practice, they're going to have quotes from him at the press conference. They're going to have quotes from him, you know, uh, getting ready to go to the game. Like, there's going to be somebody reporting. Like, I spoke to LeBron James before this, and he had to say blah, 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 blah. Like, just because the dude isn't working all the time or wrestling all the time doesn't mean you can't advance the story in a way that feels very sportsy and feels very like, oh, okay, that's different. Like, all right, that feels like an advancement to – you know, or puts another layer onto a story that uh, was probably getting a little bit stale. You know what I mean? And, you know, I think that sort of circumvents the need to having certain people appear on every single show, right? Like, not just Roman, but I think, you know, as much as, yes, Cody probably has, like, a bigger works schedule than uh, a lot of others, especially Roman Reigns, but I think they could be a lot accomplished from him just coming mm-hmm. or just taking content outside of the ring and seeing what he does away from there, you know, or yeah. on the way to it. So I don't know. I, that's just, yeah, the, 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 the change in presentation since the, there's been no Kevin Dunn, I think has been like noticeable. And yeah. I think there's going to be opportunities to sort of see like how much deeper they can like take advantage of that. See what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thanks for bringing that full circle. That was super, that was helpful. <laughs> yeah, I was I was lost for a second. I was like, "What were we talking about?" I was like, "Oh yeah, right." <laughs> That's the beauty of a podcast. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, "Can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kids' education?" Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and empower what's next. Start today at empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. You want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away? Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think Ugg season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from Ugg. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. Ugg has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the Golden Collection at Ugg.com. Let's talk dynamite. There were some really good matches. I mean, I loved that Moxley-Dax Harwood match to start the show of all things. The death match at the end was a whole lot of fun. I mean, it was supposed to be fun. Felt a little bit rushed. Like they were just trying to go. They were kind of going spot to spot at some point. Matt Taven, man. I love that it's just like he's proving all. What do he say? He's proven all the doubters wrong or the haters wrong. Wait, was, he, who, was, he, was he up against doubters or haters last night? I forgot. Listen, I Taven's always gotten a lot of hate. 
mostly, well, I don't think people quite know how to sort him in their heads, and that's always been the thing. But he's not gotten a lot of opportunity in AEW. This was a fun one. I don't know exactly why you're booking a death match as a lead-up to a match with another dude. It feels like this is a thing that Jim Cornette would be yelling about, you know, like yeah. the... the um, but that was that that like spot he did. I mean, they did all the thumbtacks and stuff like that. But the spot where he just like flew outside the ring onto the table that was leaning against the announce table with like no <laughs> orange Cassidy to cushion the fall was pretty yeah, incredible. Yeah, just looked like a lawn dart. Like he Rey Mysterioed himself to that table. Yeah, that was that was pretty <laughs> wild. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. Willow Nightingale beat Sky Blue. There are moments where I think Willow Nightingale is like one of the like just absolute pillars of not just AEW but the business. Mm-hmm. And then there's moments in the same match where it feels a little bit loosey goosey and I'm like, am I not is this the same person? But man, she is she's pretty incredible. And I and I and uh, I mean I like I, I kind of like the you know tag teamish situation they have her in now. I think that's probably good for everybody involved, but Right. Dude, she, I mean, she has really come alive the past few weeks. We haven't mentioned her name. We've been talking about the sort of rebuilding or building of that women's division, but she's, she's pretty incredible. And of course, Chris Statlander is right there next to her. It was, it was, you know, was sort of the, the foundation there for a while. Um, yeah. You know, a, a thing about the women's division, I'll say, is I think for a long time, there was probably too many tweener women. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there was too many uh there was too many women in the roster that were cool or heels. There were too many cool heels and too many like, you know, fringe baby faces, right? Uh I think what Willow Nightingale and Tony Storm are doing are like showing that you can the the it's so much better to follow and I think it's so much easier to get people behind you in good way or bad way. We are very very clearly defined who you are, right? And not everybody mm-hmm. can pull it off, but I think like Willow Nightingale sort of has like that, <laughs> that like that 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 early Bailey in her, where you know she's the ultra positive person until you know she needs to get busy in the ring, and where Tony Storm is sort of like such a throwback heel character that you know it's sort of gives definition to that women's division. So, um, and I think for a long time, they didn't really have that, right? Like, and I don't know if it's, um, you know, has anything to do with like a lot of the spotlight being on Britt Baker and her being like a heel, even though she was like super over. Uh, but I personally think it's, you know, easier to, to really structure and really uh, enjoy uh, wrestling development when you have clearly defined characters. And, yeah, I think I think Willow's one of like the most I'm a super duper baby face good guy, good guy, good guy that they have in AEW. Like she's, you know, she's the person you would send out with like the Harlem Globetrotters if like they were, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if she's like a halftime show for like some game or something. Like those You mean like when Paige people. like was like body slamming the mascot at the NBA game yes. last week? Exactly. I just said like Paige, that so type it's really of shit. Soraya, sorry. Soraya, sorry. Yeah. That type of stuff. That's the stuff you you, you have uh, Will and Nightingale for. That's the stuff that works, I think, easier for um, you know pro wrestling fans when it's very defined people with you know their intentions. So it makes everything they do mean something a little different, you know, when you know where it's coming from. Yeah, 
Stokely Hathaway has been fantastic. And it's part of oh, the whole yeah. thing, too. I mean, he's always Wildly great. underrated, bro. Yeah, definitely. It's nice to see them. I mean, they have, you know, managers are a good thing. We all like managers. But yeah, you do kind he, of see the limitations of him when he's just like, all of a sudden he's got the firm, puts it together. They don't really amount <laughs> to much. Then they sort of disband I'm, accidentally. I'm so glad you said because, that, Dave. You know, oh. there's... You got Jake saw, Roberts comes out and he's managing these two like dudes, and then yeah. like they don't, then they have one match, and then that that's I mean, everybody it everything in wrestling should I mean the whole point of wrestling is synergy, right? It's playing yes. things off each other, playing things off the crowd, everything, every single aspect of pro wrestling, you should be able to point to it in, in a perfect world and say, that's more than worth more than the sum of its parts, right? Um and Sometimes these are not necessarily more than the sum of their parts situations. Yeah, nah, man. I'll, I'll, yeah, managers are awesome, bro. I mean, obviously, when they're great, they can elevate so much around them. But you know, not all of them are great, and I think Stokely Hathaway is 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 one of those guys. You know, he's had so many opportunities uh, with different type of talent that, like, he's just man. He's 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 hilarious. I love it. I love me some Stokely Hathaway, and I wish uh, you know he'll get more opportunities. You know, as as the uh, as he gets more people over. You know, yeah, absolutely. Um, I saw. I got to man. I saw a Twitter thread. You talking about managers? I saw a Twitter thread like yesterday when it was like, man, it's been a long time, but I missed this pairing, and it was like a picture of Lashley and Leo Rush, and I was like, oh yeah. Really? Like that was. Well, I mean, like, listen. The thing that one of the things that always gets lost in the manager debate is that yeah. I mean, managers are great, right? It's yes. good to have. I once wrote an article about. Uh, ever, I mean, I've said this before about Paul Heyman. Yes. Saying, if you can call somebody, I think I actually mentioned Chris Benoit. But I was, if you could call a wrestler who can put on four star matches but literally can't put a sentence together, if you can, if you can consider that person as one of the best wrestlers in the world. And we should be able to talk about Paul Heyman as one of the best wrestlers in the world because he can talk so yeah. much better than everybody else. Even <laughs> who cares if he just like doesn't bump? He takes one kendo stick shot, you know, every five years. Yeah, it matters a lot. But there is a like sort of an economic background to everything, right? Where it's like the reason why managers were so big in the era that we remember is because managers were like local dudes who weren't going to leave for another company until they did, until Vince started hiring them all away and paying them good money. Mm-hmm. But like, you could be, you know, you can you can say like, "Hey, Kaz, you're like our our, uh, you know, whatever. Like, you're our head writer. I guess you would be the booker or whatever. But you could just be whatever. You could just be like a friend. You can own the car dealership that we get advertised, you know, advertisements from. That's right. You're the manager. You're not going anywhere. That's what Jimmy Hart did in Memphis for all those years. You know, it's yeah. like the 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 villains would come and go. Jerry the King Waller yeah. is feuding with Jimmy Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. You know. And there's not, and, and you look at like Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley, and it's like, yeah, Leo was a real additive. He was like, he really, I mean, that was a really cool pairing. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, WWE's investment is in Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Right? Yes. So you yeah. see how the people convince themselves that you don't need the managers, right? It's just like, well, the manager was the insurance policy before, the manager was the floor, you know? And then, and, and now our floor is a wrestler. Well, I have a very special world. connection to that. I, I, I wrote I wrote a lot of the, the Lashley Leo stuff when I was over there. So I got to do a lot of like, you know, putting the mouth behind what Leo was going to say. And obviously it was all collaborative, you know what I mean? But 
Seeing yeah. how you, that'd be great if you were like Leo Rush could not think of anything to say. Couldn't out. write a sentence to save his fucking life. That dude, if he put no, a I'm mic kidding. in it, if he put a mic in his hand, he would just run and hide. Like it, it was. <laughs> nah, I'm joking. Oh, but nah, man. Like I, I mean, I definitely remember those times where you know Lashley had just came back from from Impact, and he had a lot of you know buzz and all that type of stuff. But it was kind of off and on, and you know it was because they weren't really comfortable. Not that I didn't think Lashley could talk. I thought Lashley, you know, spoke himself very well. It's just that what they were looking for from him, I think, at that time was just different because, you know, I don't think they knew. It was a different time, right? Like, the main event scene was a little, you know, hunky-dory. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't as established as it is now. I think everybody sort of had their turn, um, you know, with the world title and with, you know, just being in the main event scene. Roman was kind of in and out, you know what I mean? He just... Uh, he had his leukemia, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, announcement. Uh, Bray Wyatt was in and out. I think Mox had just got back. Uh, Brian was in and out. Like it was, it was a weird main event scene. So we didn't really know how to, you know, get Lashley popping, right? Especially if you didn't know he was here ten years ago or however long years ago. So when they prayed about Leo, man, like you could see the instant shift in attention, the instant shift in like, oh, like even though this dude isn't, you know, in the ring, like just his chanting Lashley's name and just talking shit and being able to rile people up or, you know, get them on their side or get them against them. Like that stuff is invaluable, man. Like you can have all the cool moves in the world, but if you ain't got somebody to help tell your story, like a lot of times it's it's difficult, especially if you can't tell it on your own. Mm-hmm. Or they just have more investment in you to get it done more, you know, like they don't, they won't slap a manager on you just because you can't talk. They'll slap a manager on you because they feel like we need to make sure this works. So we're going to exhaust every option to make sure it does work. So when you put stuff yeah. we have away with Willow Nightingale or Heyman or Roman. Yeah, or, that was where we can come back to that. The whole point of this conversation started with Willow Nightingale is awesome. So, I, I mean, I really yeah. think, I mean, they were honest to God times that I watch her. And there were times during that match last night where I'm just like, this is the biggest, this is potentially like the biggest star in women's wrestling yeah yeah she's she's got she got the impact man definitely she's got it like crazy did you see this young bucks darby allen promo sheesh i was really (laughs) unhappy with this and not for someone and not just because of the cody chant i i don't mind in a vacuum darby allen saying some stuff that gets the crowd to chant for cody hmm I guess it's what my complaint is related, but I but I just everybody was saying, oh, you're putting over somebody else's wrestler or like whatever. It the problem with the problem for me is a little bit more esoteric. Right. The Young Bucks as heels, great. The Young Bucks leaning into the EVP thing, great. Uh, both in terms of character and in terms of acknowledging reality, right? Not I mean, treating the fans it, kind of working the marks a little bit, right? By by being able to like play with what we believe to be true. Mm-hmm. I like them finding Tony Schiavone, frankly, or whatever. But <laughs> there's a fine line you have to walk here. If we're EVPs on camera, we're still EVPs, we're being EVPs in character, right? I don't, Dorby Allen exists. I don't need every single young bucks feud for the rest of time to be somebody <laughs> complaining about their employment status right it's it's a it's ridiculous 
So you've got to figure out a way that you can do this that actually like toes the line of reality a little bit more or maybe where you're just like, yes, these people are like early investor, like early investor, they want investors in the company, but, and they can, they should find Tony Schiavone and then have the announcers be like, actually, I don't think they have the power to do that. You know, like actually play, <laughs> like make them look a little bit like they're full of themselves and crazy. But like, right. I don't care that they didn't want to hire Darby Allen. By the way, Darby Allen is super over, but like, I mean, that that's just, it's, even if it were true, and even if it were true in canon, last week, they bloodied you and your friends <laughs> and hit yeah. Sting's kids with chairs and shit. And like, yeah. wh wh who cares about when you were hired? Guess what? When you got hired, like, it was a coin flip from everybody in the world. <laughs> nobody looked at Darby Allen. Well, maybe Cody Rhodes did. Yeah. But nobody would have bet their life savings on Darby Allen becoming the biggest wrestling star in the world. You know, I mean, it's just like what, like, sure, use that as personal motivation. Don't use that as motivation in a feud where so much more is at stake. And also, even if there was no blood, even if there was nothing, even if there is, even if none of this stuff had just happened, this is Sting's last match. If yeah. you're Darby Allen, that's all you should care about. Hey, yeah. you know what my motivation is? I want to get the tag team titles for my friend and mentor in his last match. Everything else is secondary. It just seems like... It just seems like this promo could have existed at any moment in time. Not, it had nothing to do with the stuff that happened the last week. It had nothing to do with what the, of the match they're building to. And I don't know. It just, it just bugged me. They gotta... I don't have the solution. But they do have to figure out the lore of the EVP Young Bucks and and figure out a way that it works in character and stick to it. Because this is just, like, this can't be every feud. This just can't. You know? You really want to see the next Young Bucks FTR feud and have FTR going like, you know what? We thought about going back to WWE. You didn't enter, you didn't come in and try to get us to stay, but thankfully, Tony Khan paid us a lot of money. It's like, who cares about this? Who cares? Yeah, like, that's my thing, right? Like, I know what they were trying to do, right? Like, if they're going to play up the EVP character, let's just... Okay, wrestling in the bloody suits is one of the greatest gimmicks of all time. They're, like, they're, doing, some, they're doing a lot of stuff right. I thought it was dope, right? Like, mention that. They're wrestling in suits that are covered in the blood of your mentor and there's kids. You would think that'd and be the first like thing acting like everything's normal. About. And everything's totally normal, right? Like, that's some real psychopath shit, right? Like, mm -hmm. you should probably mention that. Um, the titles at that point are secondary, right? Why you got hired or who was on the first Dynamite and wasn't is not even secondary. It should be like, why the fuck even? Why does that even matter to you right now? <laughs> right? Yeah. And hell yeah. And me personally... Didn't have a problem with them mentioning, uh, alluding to Cody Rhodes, but like, it's not about Cody Rhodes, right? It's about Sting. Tell a story about how Sting came and helped you. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like laying at home bloodied with his family because of being next to you. Nobody gives a damn that Cody liked you more than the Young Bucks did, right? Mm -hmm. So at the same time, not mad at it. I would have just been like, you know who had my back when I was homeless? Even if it's a lie, who cares? Sting. And now he's sitting at home, bloody, doing this, that, and the third because of you, psycho, blah, 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 blah. That's how you get there. That's how you get the tag match to really, yeah, you know, mean something uh, that you got to sell and talk about. And it's like, yo, 
Cody don't need no more chance, bro. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Sting <laughs> didn't help him when he was homeless, but that's it. I mean, that just lie. Like, the, no, no, the, no. Bro. Yeah, the storyline should, story story should be that he was looking, that he was like, you know, homeless. And so he like snuck into a building and tried to sleep up in the rafters. And that's how he right. met Sting. Like, Something that's because like that. that's where like, Sting's house is. It's in the rafters yeah. of an arena. The um, yeah, no, but you're right. It, it, it's a, it was a weird thing. It was a weird moment. It was weird. But whatever. It was weird. And it, and it, it. it made it made what the young bucks did last week seem not as cool. Not as cool, but like you know, motherfuckers are still wearing the suits with the dry blood on it. Like, use that. Use that. Man. I would rather they be more nutty, the bucks, and just be like, I'm sorry, I literally don't remember. <laughs> you applying for a job at AEW. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure who you are other than Sting's friend. You know, like, but it, like, um, like Sting brought you around and we're just like, all right, I guess we got it. Uh, <laughs> the concerto on Edge by Christian um, made my mom leave the room. She walked in when I was watching that. So that was exciting. She walked right back out. Um, just like old times, right? Just like Parents as a walk child. out. <laughs> turn it yeah. off. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I refuse to discuss Wardlow squash matches on this show, and uh, we talked about <laughs> Moxley and Harwood. I'll just yes. say this: I'm not going to complain like an old man, but the headbutt spot I doesn't the adult, yeah, we're going to headbutt each other to show how tough we are doesn't really do anything for me. It just yes, it's not. It's, it's, it does for some people. I guess some people are into that. It's just, they're too close. I've done that before. It hurts. But I get it, but it doesn't look like it hurts. You know what I you mean? Know who, who does come out looking awesome after last night, though? Uh, I, I love where the main event storyline is going with the with Samoa Joe, Hangman, and Sora. Samoa Joe looked great. He was just like yeah. yelling at fools in that ring. Um, yeah, no, it's it's going to be really great. I still don't know what they do here. I am so confused. Um, I, I think, I think they got to keep it on Joe, man. I think Joe's got to. I think Joe's got to continue to look like a bad mofo, and you've you've sort of already. Shown the hangman Adam Page is kind of a twerp now, or a little bit of a, a little smidgen of a coward. He showed a little bit of cowardice in him. Oh, sure. I think that's a great way you could get him to uh, fuck this matchup somehow and still have your opportunity. Hangman's taking that pin. <laughs> oh, yeah, but thousand percent. Um, uh, yeah, it's good. It, it'll be. I, I think the more I think about it, I, the more I think you, you leave it on Joe. So that one, you have this sort of established big bad that you can then feed to Okada or whoever mm-hmm. you want to do, you know, put in that role. And at the same time, you don't have to like hurt Swerve by like, you know, cost to have. I mean, you, so just so you basically can get it to somebody else. And it doesn't have to be Swerve right now. It does feel like it's really Swerve's time. Um, but I don't know. I, but I, I, think that, I think that Joe retaining is the right move. Um, you see that they also announced um, Takeshita versus Will Ospreay. That was another weird one I didn't quite get. Like, mm-hmm. wh- like the setup for that match. Listen, if they go in a direction... Now, if the gimmick becomes that Don Callis recru- recruits a few more guys and only has Don Callis family matches like they tried to do with the N- NWO having its own show back in the day, mm. I can kind of get behind that gimmick that's kind of funny. And it's like... It, Walks this funny, this really odd line between we are legit and we're the best of the best, and obviously, and and also we don't really want to expose ourselves. Yeah. Um, but the way they set it up was just kind of crazy. Like, what, what? No one wants to wrestle Takeshita. No one wants to wrestle Will Osprey. I think the whole premise of AEW is yes, everybody wants to wrestle top dudes, right? I don't know, but I think that my my guess it what that felt like to me was. A play, one of these classic AEW placeholder for the thing that's about to happen. 
Mm. And I feel like the thing that's about to happen is Will Ospreay turns on the Don Callis family and goes yeah. and does his own thing. So instead of setting it up in some like more organic way, somehow they get in the ring together or just Will Ospreay has a match and ends up turning on Don Callis, the kind of old school thing. They're going to do this like friendly match between Takeshita and Ospreay that ends with Ospreay really getting shoot mad and turning on it and like, you know, or maybe maybe the whole thing is a is a ruse by Don Callis to beat up Will Ospreay before he gets to before he gets it too full of himself in this company or something. It just feel it doesn't make any sense. It's getting yeah, us to it a doesn't... point. But whatever. Yeah. It does feel like we're gonna get uh full on babyface Will Ospreay out of this somehow, right? And like... that's why an Osprey might be the answer. It might be like Osprey Joe. Is that the is it double or nothing? is double or nothing the next big one? Maybe it's a big business. Maybe it's Osprey yeah. Joe and Big you know like whatever. Maybe that'd be a Maybe. Hell of a match. Big business. The biggest, doing the biggest business ever. Um. Anyway, Revolution looks like it's going to be a sick card. I it's mean, it'll be fun, man. Can't can't. One thing you can never knock about AEW is that when they put them pay per views together, set out set out, set out eight hours of your life and just enjoy the run. <laughs> like it's going to be a hell of a well, show. I think they're doing. Are they? Did they announce that they're I'm just doing? Playing, guys. Do they, are they doing Moxley and Claudio versus FTR on Dynamite next week? Yeah, they're doing it on Dynamite, yes. That's crazy. I thought that would be a surefire pay-per-view match. But I guess they already got a bunch. They're doing they're doing Danielson versus Kingston at the pay-per-view, which is going to be just so much fun. Ooh. I don't know, man. There's a lot of good stuff happening. I feel like every I, we have a lot, of, a lot of... Maybe I'm just in a bad mood today. Maybe I'm just in a complaining mood today. A lot of cool yeah, stuff. Is, so a lot of cool stuff is emerging from AEW. You got Surly Shoemaker today, man. Surly like a lot Shoemaker. Of <laughs> surly Shoemaker is like an incredible wrestler from the 60s. <laughs> surly Shoemaker. He's got like a, a, a white undergarment tee on. He's got like a, a pit stain around the neck. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a peg leg. They're going, Surly Shoemaker. Coming <laughs> down peg the leg. <laughs> Has there ever been a peg legged wrestler? I don't know. Has there? Maybe. No. You we would think? know if there there's only like there was Zach Gowan, but it's not like there was like a whole history of like <laughs> one legged wrestlers. He had the opportunity to be Jerry the first Von Eric might have been the closest. I don't mean like, that as a bad way. Hey yo. <laughs> I didn't really don't mean that as an insult. Well, I mean, now we a, all know. Now we all know. Gary Van Eric's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Or was my favorite wrestler at one time. I'm about to say, are you afraid he's gonna hear this, Dave? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep my Von Eric bona fides in check. <laughs> We're making jokes about peg legs, guys. Please don't take this serious. Don't tweet me. Iron <laughs> claw now streaming. <laughs> yeah. Iron claws out now, go. Let's see it. Got snubbed during the award season, man. Snubbed at the Oscars. Crazy. <laughs> um, what else happened since the last time we talked NXT I mean listen I mentioned Keanu James Lola Vice had a great match too had a great win too there's a lot mm. of gifts going around to her or you know like video, Twitter videos and Instagram videos going on around her as well she looks yep. like a million bucks man she just like kills people Tatum Paxley looked like she uh, like I don't know if I would have agreed to do that match she got roughed up got her um, ass whooped <laughs> yeah uh, that, I mean, that was. I mean, I don't. I'm, not, I'm. I'm. I'm sort of joking. I'm not saying that she got like shoot hurt or something like that. But it, I mean, Lola Vice looks great. Um, who else? Well, the well, feminist I mean, horizon. 
Shout out to the Oba feminist. Oh yeah. Oh my god. That is that was one of the great moments that I would assume was totally accidental. <laughs> or this wasn't part of the plan. But I don't know. The NXT seems to be on top of the stuff. When Obafemi was just like, send out whoever you want. Just don't send anybody who you want back. Yeah. And then Brian like, Pullman Jr. walks right out. Come <laughs> on, like, man. Like, as if Michael's in the back and he's just like, who is the best wrestler who I don't care if they get buried? Uh, yeah. Brian yeah. Pullman Jr. Go right on out there. Um, That's a so, pretty yeah. sweet gig to have, though, man. To be the guy that everybody wants to see get their ass beat by. Mm-hmm. Lexus Kit, man, see, folks know there's money in being the guy everybody wants to see to get their ass kicked. They call That's him true. Auralist. They call him, they, he, he, they, the internet is probably the meanest to Lexus King I've ever seen anybody be mean to. They just be, fillet, I mean, with reason, right? Like, not with from any other nefarious, like, you know, uh, things in their personal life. I mean, just as a wrestling character, as a, a lot of, bad, a lot of comments about his facial hair. People are the 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 beard jokes, the swagless jokes, the outfits. As much as he is claiming him, (laughs) as much as he is an absolute icon, probably like the biggest star of of you know the early two thousands that was not a long term WWE champion. Jeff Hardy Mm. is an absolute icon, but if he had had to deal with social media when he was doing, he was like doing like weight lines in his mutton chops. (laughs) <laughs> that might have messed up. That might have messed up his his uh, his legacy a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He had some, Tom, Tom he had is some kind weird, to Jeff Hardy. So he had some weird decisions along the way. Tom has um, definitely been kind to Jeff Hardy, man. He's definitely had some questionable, fashionable, and facial hair choices over the years. But we still love him. We still love him because he didn't have social media to ruin his confidence. Yeah, <laughs> just no. did shit. Absolutely true. But when you talk about dudes like Lexus King, who are incredibly valuable because of how much they, the fans just hate him. Another guy that, another previous title holder in that category is uh, Baron Corbin. And he is mm. now one half of the NXT Tag Team Champions. The Wolf Dogs, Corbin and Braun Breaker defeated the family. And, uh, I love it. And swiped those belts. They looked like legitimately overjoyed when they won. You know, yeah. didn't that seem like a big moment? That's all. That, that that's some of my favorite wrestling stuff, right? Like a dude like Baron Corbin goes down to NXT, sort of like to find himself. You know what I mean? Had to has done a million different characters. They they were playing up the fact that he hadn't held a title in what seven years, six years, something crazy yeah. like that. So you know you could see it in his face, man. Like he looked legitimately like touched that yeah he finally got some gold back around his waist, and you know he's doing it with this young like prodigy by his side and, and Braun Breaker. So uh, I thought that was cool, man. I'm 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 not like, you know, a Baron Corbin stan or anything, but like I've always appreciated his work. I've Same. always loved his ability. I always thought he was like a he was like a who could I compare him to basketball wise? He's like Clarence Weatherspoon, you know. Like <laughs> no, he's like Boyan Bogdanovich. That's what yeah. he is. Cool. Like Clarence Weatherspoon like, is a great one. He's like, that dude is just solid, man. Like, he's not going to blow you away with anything. And sometimes, other other nights, often than not, he might actually be, like, a net negative. But, boy, is he solid more nights than out. So, it's nice to see him get that sort of, that title uh, around his waist on NXT. I thought that was cool, man. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Uh, We can rewind back to Raw. You know, we had a bunch of those qualifiers. By the way, I was very wrong about Bobby Lashley not getting in. I really thought mm. that 
Bronson Reed's Australianness was going to carry the day. Although they are <laughs> seeming to make that into a minor story with him saying he let down his country. I'm not yes. sure how many people in Australia were desperately rooting for him to win that match. Um, right after getting a cool new Titantron too, like a cool new yeah. intro and everything. I was like, oh yeah, no, they're, they're, they're pushing the button on Bronson Reed right now. And then he yeah, lost. So maybe he'll, maybe he'll yeah. in, in, involve himself in the elimination chamber somehow. Maybe he'll come out and tear off one of the walls or something nutty and monster monster like like that definitely we'll um see. we got drew mcintyre randy orton bobby lashley la knight and then the last two matches are um dominic mysterio versus kevin owens and logan paul versus the miz we talked about this last week but make but let's make picks dirty dom versus kevin owens who you got yeah i'm going dirty dom yo i think dirty dom's gonna sneak his way into that match i picked I kevin owens last week so I don't want to act like I've changed my mind, but I did change my, I think change my thinking a little bit because of Bobby Lashley getting in. Mm-hmm. This, it feels like this is the, the former champions match. It feels like they're doing a thing where they could just everybody in the, in their almost everybody, not everybody, obviously LA Knight, but like almost everybody in this match is going to be a former world champion to give extra heft to whoever wins, right? To make it seem like a bigger deal. I think you can make the case that Dom is a bigger, I would disagree, but you could, uh, you know, you could make the case that Dom is a, is a bigger, is a bigger star right now. Yeah, say it. He is. Yep. I'll say it too. And he should be. And listen, and and he definitely, he would definitely put a little flavor. He put, put a bunch of flavor in that match, you know, to have, to have a different sort of character in there. Dom sure. will fuck around and get face pops in that ch- in that chamber match, though, especially in Australia. I know. I he'd, know. Be, well, he'd be over like Rover. Well, that's the thing. He's he's so aligned with Rhea Ripley. Is he going to get just yeah. automatic cheers? It's a, it's a good so. question. I think he's so. going to be there regardless. The other one is more interesting to me because I feel like judge based on the argument that I just made, the Miz makes the most sense, right? The mm. Miz is the former champion. I mean, imagine if you have five former champions, five former world heavyweight champions and LA Knight in this match. That's a freaking big match, right? It is. Yeah, I can see that. That seems like a big match too, yeah. I can, I can see, Lo- I mean, I can see Logan, the way you see it shake it out. Logan Paul, I mean, Logan Paul is a little bit like The Rock when we talk about like he's going to wrestle exactly in the way that he like negotiated to wrestle. <laughs> LA Knight is either going to be there or he's not, right? It makes sense that he'd want to go down there and be in front of that audience and whatever. But I imagine if he's going to go, I mean, if he goes, he's probably going to wrestle, going to do a big spot and try to go viral again or whatever. I don't I don't know. I, I just don't know. It seems like the biggest version of this match would be to have Logan Paul win and probably Kevin Owens win and get in there. But I, but I, there's no, in, I wouldn't be surprised by either outcome. So maybe that's why they saved those two for last. Yeah, um, I think I think you're on the I think you're on the right track as far as like how Logan Paul wants to wrestle. Like the elimination chamber is sort of like you could sort of you could you could you could front right. Like it's a long match, but you probably won't have to do much. He'll be standing in a pod for a long time, and then by the time he gets out of it, he can do all his cool Logan Paul shit, you know. So I I'd like to see him in this elimination chamber match. So I'm picking him, and I think just for the heat and just for the fact that it's going to be a main event, most likely. There's no Cody or Seth on the, on the program. Um, I, don't know if Co- I don't know if Kevin Owens sort of gets people excited uh, like that uh, to be in, a, in that chamber match. Like, I think Dom Mysterio would. Like, I think Dom would. Dom having one out of seven chances to, well, to 
fight for the world championship at WrestleMania, that's going to garner some either heat or in one way or the other. What do you think they're going to do with Logan Paul at WrestleMania? I think somehow he's going to evolve himself back with LA Knight. I still think that's an LA Knight thing. You know, right. so those two um, guys. So, so, so Logan Paul's got to be in this match to make that. I happen. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But man, I just want to see Dom in this. I want to see how the crowd reacts to him. Are they going to hate him? Are people going to? Are they going to really tease him going from this? What What's the word? Uh, this uh, simp to <laughs> like literally being this close to. Fighting for a world heavyweight championship at WrestleMania, I think they can toy with that really good. So I think he, I think he beats Kevin Owens, man. Those are my I, I think this, I think this WrestleMania is uh, is already too stacked to even be like <laughs> thinking about how we're booking Dominic Mysterio's next act. Just let him coast. Yeah. For no, he is the he is the most he gets the most heat in the entire company. He's gonna That's have true. a major. He's gonna have a major moment at WrestleMania somehow. I don't know what it is. But this is a good way to get that thing started. You don't think he can have a major moment being in Rhea Ripley's corner in like the main event of night one if they do that? Nah, nah. He already, he already, you know, he kind of had a major moment already last year with his dad and coming out in the paddy mm-hmm. wagon with the mask. Like that was a massive yeah. moment for him. I think him being in Rhea's corner might be a little bit of a step back this year if that's what he's doing. I think he needs to be involved in something significant okay. going into WrestleMania. I don't know who it's with, but you can't waste a dude that gets that much reaction anytime he comes out, whether it's, you know, I don't know what it's going to be. Maybe Andrade. I don't know. Maybe Rey Mysterio. I don't know. I don't know. So on the women's side, we have uh, to to face Rhea Ripley um, is Becky Lynch is in. Got to be the odds on favorite, right? Because she's been building this storyline now for a month and a half. Uh, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan won her way in. Um, Next, we got Tiffany Stratton versus Alina Vega. This feels like the Tiffany Stratton star-making machine springing into action. And then Naomi versus All the Fire. Feels like Naomi to me. You want to disagree? I will not disagree. That's what it seems like to me. And then there's a last chance battle royal for the final spot. Um, There's nobody would really surprise me in that one. Um... I mean, I guess there's a lot of different options there or whatever. But I, but I, I watching Liv Morgan and Zoe Stark, I was just like, I kind of feel like both of these people are going to wind up in the chamber. So maybe Zoe Stark wins her way back in. Maybe, um, yeah. But there's a lot of different people they go with in that spot. A lot of people are going to make sense when that ring fills up. Um, Nia Jax could win her way in after she loses to Rhea Ripley <laughs> in Perth. Um, there's a lot of returning stars. Who knows? Maybe... Sasha Banks will make a big... She's not. She's signed with AEW. Um, very little free agency news this week, right? We already, last Monday, we talked about Okada coming off the board. He's signing with AEW. Oh, the Drew McIntyre contract thing just continues to be a storyline, but it looks like he's signed through April. Meltzer insists he hasn't signed a new deal. Um, but they're sure acting like he signed a new deal, right? They're like advertising for... Advertising for events in May. He's They've obviously like pre-booked to the punk Drew McIntyre feud for whenever Punk's yep. tricep heals up, which will probably be like tomorrow since it's a victory. <laughs> Can't fool um, me, Punk. Just kidding. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I just don't see, I don't, fr- frankly, I just don't think there's any risk of Drew McIntyre walking away. 
um, it it definitely doesn't feel like it. Uh, I don't know. Does w, should WWE be worried? Nah, because I think Drew McIntyre is doing some of the best work of his career right now. You know, mm-hmm. he's kind of become this truth teller. And, you know, I just talked about how a lot of what AEW hasn't done with their women's division as far as like being distinctive heels and faces. Um, Drew McIntyre sort of towing that line too, where he's just like, I'm just going to be myself and yeah. say some stuff. And if people are into it, great. If they're not into it, fine. But I'm also not going to just like let things happen to me too. So he's kind of this tweener. And I think he's he's gotten some good stuff out of it recently. And I still think it's going to end up with a match against CM Punk at WrestleMania somehow. I just, I just, I just get that feeling. Wait, you think he's um, gonna be? He's gonna wrestle either, this either gonna year a, against CM Punk? He's either gonna. I think it's, he's either gonna have a confrontation with CM Punk, or he's gonna have a World Heavyweight Championship match. Either way, I think Drew is in the perfect position to look really good uh, heading into what would be what the final month of his contract. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I don't have that much of a worry that he would leave. But who knows, man? Crazy shit's happened, <laughs> you know? So this could be a, this could be a all a negotiation point. He could still say, all right, great, I'm out. <laughs> so who really knows this, this crazy years? Yeah, I'm going to stop. Well, I'm not going to stop making predictions. I think it would be, I think he'd be weird in AEW. I think it would just be, I mean, I think he'd have a whole lot of really great matches that I would love to see. Oh, I um, think he'd be a monster in AEW. He'd be yeah, like he'd a, be twice as big as everybody there. It would just be a yeah. very different thing. It's like when he was working the indies, when he was in NXT. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was fun to watch him fight Andrade and go, you know, nose to nose with Adam Cole and stuff like that. But it's just like these are not. I always talk about the action figures. These were not action figures from the same playset. This is when it was just <laughs> like you're, you know, like yeah. you're playing GI Joes and you're bringing He Man to be the monster or whatever, <laughs> you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um. Anyway, well, I think that's about it. We covered a whole lot of wrestling. We sure did. It's been a busy wrestling week. Hopefully, nothing crazy happens in the next twenty four hours. To SmackDown tomorrow night, it's going to be crazy. It's going to. It's, it uh, it's absolutely going to be crazy. That is true. That's very true. Oh, there was a story today about WWE getting a big tax break from the state of Ohio. Hmm. That is, we t- I don't know if we talked about it in the show, but that is rumored to be Cleveland is rumored to be the location of SummerSlam. We will see if that ends up being true. Yeah, but, I think SummerSlam you know. is Cleveland this year. That's what and I'm hearing. WrestleMania next year, they haven't announced yet. Um, but there are some rumors. I think Meltzer said it looked it was gonna be mini it was Minneapolis was the odds on favorite, but there's talk now that they might do it in Vegas because of the TKO connections and everything else. Um WrestleMania Vegas would be I'm sitting here looking out the window at snow on the ground in New Jersey, <laughs> and I'm thinking, I don't Vegas. I'm not a huge Vegas guy, but I would probably take Vegas over Minneapolis. Oh if, yeah, in this time of year. Yeah, especially especially if any if you got any of that uh, Super Bowl hangover from this past week, I think you want all your big sporting events to be in Las Vegas for the next couple of years. So I think WrestleMania Vegas would make I think so. I, I think that we should just pass a national law where we agree that every major sporting <laughs> event occurs in Las Vegas. Honestly, I mean, really, if we're really being honest, every major sporting event in the United States should occur in maybe only six or seven places, period. Everyone should not get a chance. Everyone should not get a chance. It's not fair. It's fine. Uh, I think it's, what, Vegas, Miami, New Orleans, L.A., New York, uh, Houston, great city. Um, 
I even once had a pitch. We had a giant ringer all hands meeting. Yeah. And they were just like, give me your craziest idea of what, you know, about the future of sports. And I was just like, I think that they should just, this is actually, I think maybe before COVID, it was definitely Mm. before COVID. So weirdly the bubble, I think sort of proved me right. But I was just like, they should just have all of the sports teams, specifically NBA. It's like have all the NBA teams in like New York, LA, Miami, and Houston. That's it. Maybe Chicago can have one just for old times' sake. Right. Yeah. Keep so. you can, they can keep their names and their regional like you know associations, but just every that's where everybody wants to live. There's no income tax there. Like that's where they're yeah. all spending all their time when they're not playing. Let's just have all the teams based there and just have like we'll build in Houston just a megalopolis with just like 25 basketball arenas and yeah. you know and it's we'll put it in <laughs> Katie whatever the whatever Houston fake suburb needs some you know has some empty space um but yeah everybody thought i was crazy i would that is that was a little nuts that was a little but, nuts you know. <laughs> anyway uh, i'm gonna mind toronto toronto's too cold though i don't want um, all the big events to be in in las vegas that would be kind of hellish but i do like the is. idea of it being centralized so it's just like you can just look on like like you know when you're in new york and there's just like there's too many things to do and there's no, yeah. like, you don't know, it's like, you don't know, like, you, like one of your favorite, like, bands could come to town and you wouldn't know about it, right? You would just miss it. Someone could tell you the next week, just like, oh, I saw so-and-so at the club. And you're just like, wait, they were here? Like, how the heck did I miss that? Mm-hmm. But if when you, but when you move, when you leave New York and you move somewhere else, you realize you just like open the local paper and you you know everything that's going on. Or you, or you, you check out the, you go to the website of the one or two venues that matter and you know literally everything that's happening in town. I like the idea of there being like one place to check where it's like, what is the major sporting event this weekend? Oh, let me go check like the, you know, <laughs> Las Vegas football stadium or basketball stadium events calendar. And it's just like, oh, this is WrestleMania weekend. Now I know what I'm watching. Yeah, that would wow. be nice. Anyway. It's, it's probably going to happen, unfortunately, now that you put it out there. Thank you for doing this as always. Kaz, you want to get your plugs in? Yeah, man. Catch me on Counter, Fanatic Sportsbook, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, you can catch me... Uh, doing color commentary for Ashe Wrestling's Black History Month event, February 24th, Saturday, uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Tickets are still on sale at ashewrestling.com. That's A-S-E-W-R-E-S-T-L-I-N-G.com. Shout out to Darius Lockhart and all the guys over there putting that show together. Wale Mania tickets are on sale right now. Uh, Wale Mania on Thursday, April 4th, 2024. Franklin Music Hall. Um, you will see us. You will see Mass Man Show live. Our guest of honor, Shelton Benjamin, will be getting his flowers. So make sure you're there for that. Going to be lots of surprises. And of course, performers from Wale and many, many special friends. I will be announcing DJs soon. I will be announcing special guests soon. The flyers, the merch, the hats, the shirts, the steel chairs, the giveaways, all that jazz is coming. Wale Mania season is here. Folks who were there last year will tell you there's no better way to start off WrestleMania weekend. So make sure you get your tickets on AXS.com. You can find me here. You can find me on the press box. Be sure to listen to all the great shows on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed, The Masked Man Show, Cheap Heat, and Wednesday Worldwide, five days a week. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks to our producer, Brian H. Waters. Thanks to our EP, Ben Cruz. Apologies, as always, to John Moxley. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. Peace.